Good morning and welcome to this ongoing look at the book of Revelation, a book that was written by John the Apostle based upon the direct uh, word from Jesus Christ and also from revelations in the Spirit that were given to John by Jesus while John was on the island of Patmos. He had been exiled there, and it was during this time that Christ appeared to him and revealed what we call the book of Revelation, the things that had been, the things that were, and the things that are yet to come. We're now looking at those things that are yet to come. We're looking at at the future, things that have not yet occurred. We're in chapter 14 of the book of Revelation. As I think I said yesterday, we're at a point in the book of Revelation where the the narrative, the ongoing description of what will happen is on pause, so to speak, and there's background information being provided. A friend of mine called the narrative like the play-by-play of a football game and the filling in the background like the color commentary, giving additional information about what's going on, and that's what where we are in chapter 14, it's a series of events that is laid out in chapter 14 that will occur, how they will occur, who they will impact. All of these things are addressed. So we talked about three angels, and those three angels, the, the first angel came to give uh, the, the message of mercy and and grace. He's saying, fear God, give him glory because the hour of his judgment has come and worship him who made heaven and earth, the sea and the springs of water. So this is a warning and the opening warning from this first angel is put your trust in God. That's where your answer is. And then the second angel that came was warning about idolatry specifically speaking to Babylon, because Babylon is where idolatry all began. It's where uh, people first started worshiping pagan gods and all idolatry that has occurred, and we discussed this at pretty good length yesterday, so if you didn't hear that, I refer you back to Podcast 205, which was done yesterday, April 1st, 2020. Then the third angel came and spoke with a loud voice, in other words, making a great warning, and he just makes it crystal clear. He said, if you worship the beast, meaning Satan, and receive or, or the Antichrist, and receive the mark of the beast, the mark on your forehead or your hand, then you're you're done for. You're gonna you're gonna feel God's wrath, and there's no way around it. It's gonna be poured out full strength, and your torment will go on forever and ever. There will be no rest for you ever. So this is a clear choice. Uh, in Romans, I believe it's twelve, eleven, and twelve. I don't have it in front of me. He says, and this is. The testimony, whoever has the Son has life. Whoever does not have the Son of God does not have life. It's just that crystal clear. And so this is what this third angel is is saying. So then we pick back up with our verses for today, starting with verse 14 of, of chapter 14. And it is revealed 
to John here by Jesus that John is seeing this, even though it's going to occur in the future. He's seeing this in the spirit that a person like a son of man will be seated on a white cloud with a golden crown on his head and a sharp sickle in his hand. And this represents Jesus Christ, the grim reaper is coming. And you'll notice that, that he remains on the cloud because Jesus at this point in time does not make his second coming, but he is there. And then it goes on to say, and another angel came out of the temple calling with a loud voice to him who sat on the cloud, put in your sickle and reap for the hour to reap has come for the harvest of the earth is fully ripe. And this harvest that he's speaking about is not a harvest of righteousness. This is a harvest of death. These are those who have rejected God, who are are being harvested unto eternal punishment. There are those who claim that the, the reference in verse 14 is to people that are in Christ, and then 15 and 16 are people who are not in Christ, but... I don't see that because it refers to them that the word ripe there is not ripe in the sense of properly ripe, but overripe. In other words, they're overdue. And so I don't see that the the saints, uh, those who have been born again in Christ, would be referred to that way. Then another angel, verse 17, came out of the temple in heaven, and he too had a sharp sickle. And another angel came out from the altar, the angel who has authority over the fire. And he called with a loud voice to the one who had the sharp sickle, Put in your sickle and gather the clusters from the vine of the earth, for its grapes are ripe. And where do these grapes, where do these people because that's what he's really referring to here. Where do they wind up? They wind up in the wine press of the wrath of God. The one place we never, ever want to be is in the wrath of God, in the wine press of the wrath of God. And he says the blood that was shed was so much that, that it flowed from the wine press as deep as a horse's bridle for 1,600 stadia, which is about 180 to 200 miles. My friend Steve Hudson made the connection between the events of chapter 14 and the the song that was sung by Civil War soldiers, particularly Union Civil War soldiers, who said, Mine eyes have seen the glory of the coming of the Lord. He is trampling out the vintage where the grapes of wrath are stored. And it goes on, and that that is based on language from the book of Revelation. I want to go back and pick up um, and clarify something from two verses from yesterday, and that's from verses 12 and 13. Uh, and talk about the connection between those and what what those mean. Many times people refer to, uh, particularly verse 13, in saying that blessed are those who die in the Lord from now on, that they may rest from their labors. Well, it certainly is true that those who die in Christ are blessed in life and in 
quote death because Jesus says, I tell you, if you live and believe in me, you will never die. Our bodies will go away, but we won't die. But more specifically, what he's addressing here in verse 13 is talking about during this time of tribulation, blessed are those who die in the Lord from this point forward because the sooner they die, the sooner they're relieved from the great tribulation that's going on. So while that's always true, it's especially true for those who are living through the tribulations. And it, it notice it says, for their deeds will follow them. Our deeds never precede us, not for them, not for us either. We, we are preceded into heaven by faith because that's how we're born again. We're born again and we become in Christ reconciled to God only by faith in the finished work of Christ. And that faith is a gift of God's grace to us for it is by grace we are saved through faith, this not of ourselves. It also is a gift of God so that no one may boast. So our, our deeds never precede us. We, ne we cannot rest on our deeds. Our deeds won't hold us up for even a nanosecond. We, we're resting on the finished work of Jesus. He is the way, the truth, and the life. There's no other name given by which we may be saved. Amen. God bless you and keep you. And if the Lord's willing, we will pick up uh, in podcast 207 with Revelation chapter 15. Thank you.